Okay. All right. Okay. I have a question for you. And the question is this. Are you ready for this? Because I'm not sure you're ready for this. We're doing something today that our class doesn't often get to do. We're venturing into the unknown. So what we're doing today is we're studying an entire chapter of scripture. Yeah, a whole chapter. That's right. What we're doing is we're going back to the Gospel of John and we're studying John chapter 9. And I don't need to tell you which verses because we're studying the whole thing. This is just one of those chapters that it's difficult to break up and it really is best understood all within one reading. So uh, because we're studying a whole chapter of scripture, it's likely that the majority of this lesson will simply be scripture reading. And that's never a bad thing. So I'll be reading the entire chapter followed by some commentary on the passage. So please, if you do have your Bibles, please do follow along. Uh, I'll be reading John chapter nine. I'll be reading from the ESV and I'll be starting in verse one. Beginning in verse one. As he, Jesus, passed by, he saw a man blind from birth, and his disciples asked him, Rabbi, who sinned, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? Jesus answered, It was not that this man sinned or his parents, but that the works of God might be displayed in him. We must work the works of him who sent me while it is day. Night is coming, when no one can work. As long as I'm in the world, I am the light of the world. Having said these things, he spit on the ground and made mud with the saliva. Then he anointed the man's eyes with the mud and said to him, Go, wash in the pool of Siloam, which means scent. So he went and washed, and he came back seeing. The neighbors and those who had seen him before as a beggar were saying, Is this not the man who used to sit and beg? Some said, It is he. Others said, No, but it's like him. He kept saying, I am the man. So they said to him, Then how were your eyes opened? He answered, The man called Jesus made mud and anointed my eyes and said to me, Go to Siloam and wash. So I went and washed and I received my sight. They said to him, Where is he? He said, I do not know. They brought to the Pharisees the man who had formerly been blind. Now it was the Sabbath day when Jesus made the mud and opened his eyes. So the Pharisees again asked him how he had received his sight. And he said to them, He put mud on my eyes, and I washed, and I see. Some of the Pharisees said, This man is not from God, for he does not keep the Sabbath. But others said, How can a man who is a sinner do such signs? And there was a division amongst them. So they said again to the blind man, What do you say about him, since he has opened your eyes? He said, He is a prophet. The Jews did not believe that he had been blind and had received his sight until they called the parents of the man who had received his sight and asked him, asked them, is this your son who you say was born blind? How then does he, how then does he now see? His parents answered, we know that this is our son and that he was born blind, but how he now sees we do not know, nor do we know who opened his eyes. Ask him, he is of age, he will speak for himself. His parents said these things because they feared the Jews, for the Jews had already agreed that if anyone should confess Jesus to be Christ, he was to be put out of the synagogue. Therefore his parents said, He is of age, ask him. So 
for a second time, they called the man who had been blind and said to him, Give glory to God. We know that this man is a sinner. He answered, Whether he is a sinner, I do not know. One thing I do know, that, I was, that though I was blind, now I see. They said to him, What did he do to you? How did he open your eyes? He answered them, I've told you already and you would not listen. Why do you want to hear it again? Do you want to become his disciples? And they reviled him, saying, You are his disciple, but we are disciples of Moses. We know that God has spoken to Moses, but as for this man, we do not know where he comes from. The man answered, Why, this is an amazing thing. You do not know where he comes from, and yet he opened my eyes. We know that God does not listen to sinners, but if anyone is a worshiper of God and does his will, God listens to him. Never since the world began has it been heard that anyone opened the eyes of a man born blind. If this man were not from God, he could do nothing. They answered him, You were born in utter sin, and would you teach us? And they cast him out. Jesus heard that they had cast him out, and having found him, he said, Do you believe in the Son of Man? He answered, And who is he, sir, that I may believe in him? Jesus said to him, You have seen him, and it is he who is speaking to you. He said, Lord, I believe, and he worshipped him. Jesus said, For judgment I came into this world, that those who do not see may see, and those who see may become blind. Some of the Pharisees near heard, heard these things and said to him, Are we also blind? Jesus said to them, If you were blind, you would have no guilt. But now that you say, We see, your guilt remains. So this chapter contains a lot of different plot lines within the same story. But in a nutshell, Jesus miraculously brings sight to a blind man on the Sabbath, and the Jewish religious leaders get riled up about the Sabbath healing yet again. Uh, if you've followed along in our study of the Gospel of John, you know that this isn't the first time that this has happened. And because of that, it's tempting to look at this chapter and think that Jesus is all for, you know, doing away with the Sabbath law. But no, Jesus is, once again, simply doing good on the Sabbath. Now, what is the Sabbath? The Sabbath was created by God for people to rest and worship. It was intended basically for the benefit of human beings, to help our physical tiredness and our spiritual needs by setting aside time to focus on God. It's a time intended to take our thoughts off of ourselves and our daily troubles and focus on the eternal. But did the religious leaders of Jesus' day see the Sabbath in this way? Not at all. They had turned the Sabbath into a way to control people. They made it into a tool of oppression. So yes, Jesus is all about breaking down their self-serving view of the Sabbath. Jesus wasn't anti-Sabbath at all. He was anti-abuse of the Sabbath. So, once again, we see him heal on the Sabbath. And if we back up a little in verse 1, uh, verse 1 tells us that the man was blind from birth. And in verse 2, we can basically see that the disciples struggled with the prosperity gospel. I mean, seriously. They see this man suffering, uh, in this case with blindness, and what's their first thought? They wonder what sin caused it. And if you really think about it, this is a form of prosperity gospel thinking. Uh, if we think like this, we assume that the righteous never suffer, and that unless they've done something wrong, 
you know, they won't face suffering. And so what Jesus does here is he expands their thinking in letting them know that there are other reasons why people suffer, and there was a very specific reason why this man was suffering. And we know this to be the case. Of course, there are many reasons why people suffer. Uh, the Apostle Peter would go on to explain these reasons in great depth in his letters. Um, so after Jesus makes the, this point, uh, he brings sight to this man through some mud, spit, washing, and ultimately the power of God. And this was a fulfillment of prophecy. Uh, in the Old Testament, Isaiah spoke of the promised one bringing sight to the blind, and here's Jesus doing just that. So he is fulfilling Old Testament prophecy here. And so what happens? Well, the Pharisees hear about this, and they bring the formerly blind man in for two interrogations. Uh, they also end up questioning his parents. So they did a very thorough investigation on this case. Uh, really what they were doing is they were weighing two things. Uh, first, the fact that Jesus had done a miracle and had given this man his sight. Second, in their minds, Jesus had broken the Sabbath rules. So they've, on one hand, they've got the miracle. On the other hand, they've got him seeming to break their Sabbath rules. So which point is more serious? Well, looking at the text, you can see that there was some division amongst the Pharisees at this point. Some, obviously, were swayed by point one, the fact that Jesus had done this miracle and restored this man's sight. But it seems like the majority of them were swayed by the second point. That is, that Jesus breaking their Sabbath rules was the more important thing, the more important part of this account. And you might wonder why that is. And we talked about it before when Jesus had healed on the Sabbath. Uh, Jesus seemingly breaking their Sabbath rules is a threat to their power. So they are more interested in protecting their power than in really investigating what happened here. So as a result, they end up, they're basically furious. However, the man who is healed sees things differently. He knows that he had been given sight and that really any miracle comes from God. So he calls Jesus a prophet and throughout his interrogations, he refuses to agree that Jesus is evil. So after getting nowhere, trying to convince the man that Jesus is, is evil, the Pharisees end up doing what some people do when they've badly lost at something uh, and really have no good arguments or any leg to stand on. They give up. You know, it's like they were playing a game of Monopoly and they flipped over the board and stormed out of the room. Uh, but actually what they did in this case was they just stopped arguing, wrote off this man and cast him out. Um, so they cast him out. Jesus hears that he's been cast out. And he meets up with the man and he explains who he is. Uh, one thing that sticks out to me in this passage as well is that the, the, the idea of sight is used as a metaphor for salvation and spiritual clarity. You know, and you do see that throughout scripture. You also see that with, with light. So you see the terms light and sight, uh, you know, used as a metaphor for salvation, for spiritual clarity throughout Scripture. And as we look at this passage, we can pull a lot of truth from this. We can pull a lot of application from it. Uh, so just a few points of application. 
first, don't forget that suffering comes to us for all different kinds of reasons. It's never a simple equation of sin equals suffering, you know. So draw that from this passage. The, you know, the, the first thought of the disciples was that this man or his parents had sinned, and so he was suffering. No, people can suffer for many reasons. But it's important that our thinking goes beyond that, that we also remember that even in our worst times of darkness and suffering, that we serve a Savior who can restore sight, who can bring light to our lives. You know, Jesus is able to overcome anything that faces us. You know, don't stop being amazed by him. Don't minimize his power or his love for us. Never forget that Jesus gave so much to redeem us. Jesus loves us. Jesus gave himself for us. Let's pray. Jesus, thank you for your word. Thank you for this passage and, and really for all of scripture. Help us to apply it. Lord, may it change us. Lord, we thank you for your love and mercy. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.